Well, hey there, how you doing today? Simeon here with you. Welcome back to my YouTube channel. Thanks for joining me here today. Well, you know, I wanted to talk to you about some of the things that have been going on with the coronavirus uh, that started in China, the repression of information there, and it's kind of parallels to repression of UFO information. I'm not saying these topics are directly related, but as I'm going to explain to you, the politicization of science and suppression of points of view evidence that's not popular with whatever particular regime is in charge of that government can have really devastating consequences, as we're seeing now. I did see a video a couple of days ago from Bob Greenier, I'll put it up right here, who works at the Martin Fleischmann Memorial Project. These are folks that are looking into ways of making cold fusion actually work. The legacy of Pons and Fleischmann from the University of Utah in Salt Lake in 1989 when they made their announcement. And he, having visited Asia many times, I usually watch his videos to learn more about cold fusion and ball lightning and all sorts of really interesting topics. But he's put up a very good video about ways of protecting yourself from catching viruses when you're out and about. So I, here, I would suggest you take a look at it. It's quite good. Now, according to what I read this morning, uh, the origin of this virus seems to be a Chinese government laboratory that was researching bats with the coronavirus. Apparently, one of these bats became angry and attacked one of the researchers there, and there was blood. And then apparently the bat urinated on one of the researchers. And this state laboratory is only a couple hundred feet from an open market. The reason the virus spread so quickly and to so many other countries is because the eight doctors at the Wuhan hospital that were alarmed by what they were seeing at their hospital when they, I think there were about 27 patients infected at the time total uh, they issued a statement on December 30th saying that this was a highly contagious virus. Now, the Chinese Communist Party didn't like that. They ordered the police to arrest some of them and to make the others recant their statements and take back what they had said in their texts. And as we found out last week, Dr. Lee, one of the doctors who had sounded the alarm, died from the virus. And the Chinese government is taking a lot of heat for this. I mean, obviously, if they had been able to contain that hospital at the time, perhaps the virus would have been contained and this wouldn't have happened. But they chose to suppress the evidence like governments often do. And because they suppressed the evidence, people weren't quarantined properly. And it spread from that hospital. Uh, to other areas and now is found in, you know, a couple dozen different countries throughout the planet as of today, you know, February 16th, uh, 2020. So we can see that the costs of politicizing science, suppressing evidence can be really high. And I wouldn't be surprised if this causes some major changes in China just because people there are so outraged that people that were trying to tell the truth and protect the public were actually arrested and suppressed from saying what they knew to be true. And so this is a really serious issue with science in general. And it reminded me 
of what happened to the witnesses at Roswell in 1947. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to read this book, Children of Roswell by Tom Carey and Don Schmidt, you know, both experts in the Roswell crash incidents. Uh, subtitle is A Seven-Decade Legacy of Fear, Intimidation, and Cover-Ups. Uh, if you haven't read this book, you might not be aware that the witnesses to Roswell and their children in 1947 were really traumatized by the U.S. military and its uh, servants because they were basically told, many of them, to not talk about what they'd seen, to give over any of the metallic pieces, whatever the material was that they had found. And even children were told that they would be killed if they ever talked about, again, what they had seen. And this went beyond Mac Brazell, the rancher that found the wreckage from one of the crashes. Uh, allegedly, there were two. He was really apparently never the same person again because he was uh, taken into custody. And, uh, you know, when he was released, he just never wanted to talk about it again. The same thing happened to the mayor of Roswell, the people that ran the radio station, and many other people in Roswell were severely intimidated and threatened. And according to Carrie and Schmidt, it those threats continued for decades, uh, including people like Walter Hout, the information officer at the Roswell base, who received threatening phone calls for decades, and other people who had been on the planes that took out some of the bodies over to Wright-Patterson and so forth. Um, these people received threats for a long time, apparently up and right until the point where this book was written in 2016. So that's another kind of example, a much more extreme example, where witnesses to something, something that really happened, are told not to talk about it and are threatened. And it doesn't really matter sort of what government we're talking about here, but if governments suppress scientific evidence, you're eventually going to end up with what we're seeing in China now, which is thousands of people unnecessarily dying. And tens of thousands, it could go much higher, obviously, to hundreds of thousands being infected if the scientific evidence was suppressed. Now, the UFO uh, information situation that we've been involved with for 70 years now or so, it's obviously very different, but the information, in my view, has been suppressed. Now, if you've been following my channel for a long time, you know, I'm not saying these are necessarily extraterrestrial. They could be from somewhere else. They could be from another dimension. I'm a fan of the multiverse theory. It really doesn't matter. Whatever you think it is, I think we can agree, if you're watching my channel, that this is something. It's something that seems to be round or triangular with other humanoids inside. Sometimes they seem to take other humans onto their ships and sometimes do things to them. Uh, we can agree that it's something, but we haven't had an open public discussion yet about what this really is. We started to a couple of years ago in 2017 when the New York Times had the article about the Pentagon's secret UFO program. But since then, the Pentagon has gone back and forth, uh, even denying that such programs studied UFOs, the ATIP program and the OSAP program. And yet the people who worked in those programs tell us they did. They were focused on UFOs, yet the official statements coming out of the Pentagon recently say that uh, it had nothing to do with that. It was about studying foreign uh, aircraft 
and aviation technology and things like this. And that's probably a bunch of BS, given the testimony of people that worked in the program. But we can still see the same thing sort of going on here. Uh, you know, we can blame the Chinese government a lot for not reacting quickly and denying that this was actually happening, the virus uh, spreading so quickly, and accusing these doctors of rumor mongering instead of congratulating them and asking them, well, what can we do to help and you know deal with the situation? The same thing has been going on with UFOs for decades and decades. And we saw it again, really in Roswell. That's the case I'm most familiar with, though I've heard it happening with other types of crashes and other situations. But with Roswell, we had many, many witnesses who uh, had evidence, physical evidence of the crashes, and we know they were intimidated. And just like we're seeing in China, I think at some point there's going to be an outcome from all this scientific suppression. After all, what we're talking about is finding out how the universe or the multiverse really works. And if this is evidence that we live in a more complex universe than we thought, uh, this is something we should all be talking about and discussing because it has really big ramifications on our lives. If we suppress the evidence too much and other countries are more open to talking about it, actually, China, ironically, is one of the countries that's more open to talking about UFOs. Uh, the Soviet Union was much more open about it. It's very, it's very paradoxical, isn't it? But in um, my country here in the U.S., it's, it's been rather suppressed. And we see that again, even despite the Navy sightings in 2004, 2015 that we've talked about here. Uh, now, this reminds me of something we've also talked about on this YouTube channel, which is another famous incident of suppression of scientific evidence. I'm talking about meteorites in France in the 1800s, 1700s, where the French Academy of Sciences determined that meteorites weren't real. They determined this because they were still working off the logic of Aristotle, who said that there is no uh, activity beyond the orbit of the moon. Yes, Earth's moon. That's how limited their thinking was at the time. And that was because Aristotle simply divided the universe into the sublunary area below the moon and the superlunary area beyond the moon. The planets were thought to be embedded in huge crystal spheres, but nothing really changed out there apart from the movement of the planets. And therefore, the French Academy of Sciences, in their wisdom, determined that there could be no stones falling from the sky because there were no stones in the sky. And it was, they actually went around and confiscated all the meteorites from French museums and German and British museums followed suit and did the same thing at the time. So basically, meteorites were declared illegal. As we know, meteorites really do exist. And this is just another example of very limited politicized thinking that's going to completely distort your idea of what reality is. It was our friend uh, Ernst Friedrich Florence Kaladny, uh, who I mentioned a bit on the uh, History Channel show uh, about uh, the UFOs in Texas and crop circles and things like that, from the Stevensville incident in 2008. But Kaladny was the one, not only did he discover cymatics and how shapes and sounds are related through wave action, he was one of the first people to propose that meteorites had an extraterrestrial origin. Because at the time, people said meteorites were just stones falling from volcanoes. So it was Kaladny that had the courage to say, no, we have to look at it a different way. Of course, 
he turned out to be right. He had some help from uh, Bo and others who were other scientists that had were more open-minded. And uh, I've also done some videos, if you'll remember, about Edward Condon and the Condon Report. Since I'm very close to the University of Colorado here in Boulder, Colorado, uh, Edward Condon had... One of the reasons that Edward Condon wanted to work with the Air Force to kind of disprove the idea that UFOs had any scientific relevancy was because he had been stripped of his security clearance in the 1950s. Now, Condon was a very well-known physicist. He uh, knew Albert Einstein, and he was one of the discoverers of superconductivity. But he had his security clearance stripped away during the McCarthy era for, you wouldn't believe it, for his ideas about quantum mechanics. <laughs> yes, a very uh, count, a very revolutionary and radical idea, quantum mechanics, wave and particles, Schrodinger's equation, all that. That was enough to have him stripped in front of these, one of these congressional review boards that looked for your political loyalties. And so Edward Condon had his... Uh, Security clearance stripped, and he even lost his job later at Corning Glassworks for the same reason. So he was very motivated to want to get his security clearance back. And uh, that many people think that's why he wanted to work with the Air Force again and kind of do their bidding to say, you know, we're closing Project Blue Book down, and uh, there's nothing really to this UFO stuff. You know, it all has prosaic explanations like we've laughed at here ice crystals and mistaken identifications of Venus and flocks of geese and street lighting, all that stuff. So this is actually a very serious issue. I'm sure we could spend a really long time here. I'm not going to do that right now. Looking at all the cases where science has been politicized and we've had good evidence suppressed. We've seen it in the UFO field. Now, I'm looking forward to that changing in our lifetime. How about you? But again, just to sum up, we can see the negative effects of that going on in China right now, and it's likely to spread to the rest of the world because some government was just too stupid to admit the truth and instead wanted to make the scientists look like the bad people. You know, science is fundamentally neutral. I, we, all, we can all agree about this. Science is looking at evidence and kind of letting the evidence tell you what's going on without letting your pre-established beliefs overrule the evidence and make making your mind up from your beliefs rather than from what you can actually see and test and so forth. It's a fundamentally neutral process. I think it serves all of us very well, but you have to have an open mind to be able to do it. If you don't have an open mind, you get these very severe repercussions like we're seeing right now, and it's a good reason for us all to take heed here and look at other areas in our life where the truth might not be being told because it's politically unpopular. People think it's going to have a negative impact on their careers and so forth and all of that. So uh, that's just my point of view on it. I'm looking forward to your ideas and reactions. Do you think, think I'm right about this or even another point of view? Feel free to put it in the comments below. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next time. Take care for now and bye.